Okay. All right. So welcome. Welcome to your Footy Fantasy podcast, our weekly episode here on this lovely Sunday. Lovely Sunday for some of us. Lovely, not, as, not so lovely for some of us. But, but we're still going to give you the very best of football analysis. And we're going to make sure that, yeah, you're going to have entertainment, banter, analysis in this episode. So before I proceed, I'm going to introduce our guests for this very podcast today, uh, starting from the, the, the man representing the Tsunham, the true Jody. Well, probably not the true Jody. No, not the true Jody. Um, counterfeit, <laughs> counterfeit Jody. <laughs> well, but yeah, Raji, you're welcome to the show. Great Thank to have you, so you with us again. I appreciate Great. the invite. You're very welcome. You're very welcome. And I then we have... Uh, sorry? Before you, I don't want to say too much because it's always difficult when you're like sitting on the throne and looking down on people. I don't want to boast. So um, mm. I'll just keep it light. So thank you very much for having me. <laughs> King in the knots. King in the knots. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what throne you're talking about, but we'll see. We will expansiate on that later. We will expansiate. <laughs> and we're also welcoming the, the king, so to speak, the king of DJs, DJ Kabiesi, literally translates to king of DJs, representing the scousers in the house. Thank you, DJ Kabiesi, for joining us. Chairman, I appreciate you. Good to be here. <laughs> yeah, very welcome. You're very welcome. And also we have... Representing the Chelsea Blues, suffering a lot of blues recently, but at least he showed up. He showed hey. up, and we're grateful for you showing up, Asha. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> fantastic, fantastic. So we're going to jump right in. We just have a couple of topics to start off with today. We'll probably start off with the biggest match of the weekend. Um, we came back from the international break straight back into Premier League action. And what better way to start than the match between first and second at that time? <laughs> at that time, it was first and second. And so it was uh, my, Man City versus Liverpool. But before I do that, let me just really do some house, <clears throat> sorry, housekeeping. Um, if you're joining us uh, for the first time, we have our YouTube channel at Footy Fantasy. And our Twitter handle is at Footy AD Fantasy, and Instagram also at Fantasy Footy. We also have a, we also have a website FootyFantasy.com, and um, we have a Facebook Facebook group Facebook group also where you can reach out to us. <clears throat> yeah, so let's 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 fly into it. Man City versus Liverpool, first versus second, Clash of the Titans, Pep versus Klopp. All of that ended up ended up being a draw. Um, I'm going to get Bola's thoughts on this shortly. Um, for me, well, as a Liverpool fan, I I thought a draw would be fine. <clears throat> Reason being, it was an awkward time to play them coming back from international break, coming back straight from international break, and <laughs> coming back to an away game at the Etihad, which is the toughest place to go. Not just we're not just saying that it's the toughest place to go. Statistically, it was the toughest place to go. This year, nobody had gotten gone there without coming back with a defeat. 23 straight games this year, 2023, every single team that went there got beat. 
So it was a tough game, and I was thinking, well, this is not a good time to play them with our South American stars coming back from the international break. So yeah, I was I was satisfied with the draw. I felt going into it, a defeat won't have been terminal because it would have been a four-point gap. And I believe they would have dropped points elsewhere for us to be able to catch up with them. Because don't make no mistake, I was um one of the very few people at the beginning of the season who tipped Liverpool to be champions. I, I put my mouth where my heart was, <laughs> um, I, even though I knew I would be open to ridicule, but we had the predictions for the footy fantasy crew. And I was the only person that chose Liverpool as champions at the start yeah. of the season. This was before we even kicked the ball this season. For some reason, I felt we could, we could probably do it. So if that's coming from the perspective of thinking I could, we could champions, I would, have, I would have loved if we beat them, but a draw was fine. And I thought a defeat would be terminal because I just feel this Liverpool team this season, there's something cooking there. So, yeah, the match finished 1-1. They went in the lead. Um, Liverpool fought back second half. Trent, the Scouser, shut, shut them up. And, yeah, it was a good match to watch. So, Bola, what are your thoughts? Uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, it was a great match. It was a great match. Two of the best teams in the league battling out the rivalry of, the, of this generation, right? I was okay with the draw. You know, going into the match, I thought that, you know, if we came around, if we came up with a draw, then I would be okay with that. Like you said, like no one has gotten any points um, from from Man City at home in the last year. I think it's like 24 unbeaten. Is that correct, Ola? Sorry? 24 matches unbeaten at home? No, not just unbeaten. 20, 23 straight wins yeah, at home. They were about to equal... They were about to equal a 100-year-old record, basically, until yeah, we stopped them. <laughs> absolutely madness. So, you know, like, coming out with a draw, like, I can't be mad at that. You know, I think our boys played well. Um, I'm, I'm very optimistic about this team, too. I think our team can do a lot of damage, um, especially as we start to grow and evolve. Um, it was definitely a chess match the whole way through. We are making tactical changes. Pep was making counter changes. It was, it was definitely a, a match of ebbs and flows. Um, certain people definitely stood out to me um, in, in the game. So I thought that uh, Costas had a really good game. Costas played really well. Um, obviously, people always try to avoid Van Dyke, um, but Matic also played well as well. Um, I thought they were solid. Um, I also do believe. I think McAllister actually played okay. A lot of people are trying to criticize yeah. McAllister. Um, I don't think McAllister really did anything wrong. Um, and and Sober Sly, obviously, he's been doing well. We're a little bit anemic up front. You know, Salah had a little bit yeah. of a game. You know, I would have loved to see a little bit more from him. And, you know, it's unusual for me to say that Salah had a, 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 a quiet game, but it's even more unusual. For me to say that Allison didn't really have great, a great game, yeah, you know, and it happens, you know, like it happens, you know. He's been he's been our best player all year for the last couple of years, right? So it's yeah. okay to have a, a one off game, but I thought it was a well contested match. Um, definitely highlights. I want to put a spotlight on Gravenberch. I thought when Gravenberch came in, he played really well. I thought Trent did a great job on on Doku. I thought Doku Doku was was making him dance, but ultimately, 
as I was saying in the pub, because I was at the pub at 4.30 in the morning. Wow. I know, it's crazy. I was okay with Goku having, having the lane. Have the lane. Just don't cut inside. And I think yeah. Trent only made one mistake with that, with that goal off of that butchered like kick out where he allowed him to get inside. But other than that, I thought Trent had a really good game too. And so, you know, my summation is, you know, it's it's Liverpool versus City. It's never going to be easy. I'm okay mm -hmm. with the point, you know, and we keep moving on. Another hard fixture out of the way. Now let's not fumble over some of the teams that aren't City. Exactly. <laughs> Respect on anyone's name, but not every team is city, right? So let's not fumble these other matches and let's just keep moving forward. Yeah, so that that's the point before I get the thoughts of um Raji and Asher. For for me as a Liverpool fan, in, in a title challenging season, all the ones we've seen and we've lost by a point to City, I always feel it's it's not the games against City that are the most important. Mm -hmm. But the games against the bottom half, like City are very good at the bottom 10 teams. You play them twice. That means there are 60 points, 60 points at stake for the bottom 10. And City, mm -hmm. City are so good at taking at least 50, 50 to 55 out of those 60 points. Liverpool struggle with that. So when we lose the title, it's usually we go to like we've gone to Luton to draw, draw out Luton. We even had to score a last minute equalizer just to get a point there. So Liverpool, that's 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 for me is the biggest fear. It's the biggest fear. The biggest fear. Um, we have Fulham, Crystal Palace, Sheffield United. If we take anything less than nine points from those games, I think it's going to be a struggle. We have to be winning all of those bottom half games. We have to, and so that's why I always feel City is not. The, of course, it's good to beat your direct rivals, but if you want to win the league, that's not the most important thing. You have to. Make sure you clean up points from all the bottom half, all those mid-table, home and away, get your maximum points. That's how you beat a title challenge. Yeah. And they, in, in relation to what you said, for the, for, the, for the game itself, I just felt, yeah, like you said, it's a chess match. There were not many clear-cut opportunities. And at the end of the day, I just think a draw was a fair result. I don't think anything did enough to actually win it. Yeah. I think we are chances, there are chances. Our Alison... Like, oh, I feel so sorry for him. I think it's one of those days where when you go to work, you wake up, get out of bed, and the day starts on a bad note. Like, you put your feet on the ground and you step on something. Immediately, you wake up. And the rest of the day just goes badly from there. Yeah. That's Alison. That was yeah. Alison. From the very first minute, like, he was so shaky. And then the last minute, he put his hamstring. Mm -hmm. So just, it's one of those days, everything was going to go wrong. But he still made a couple of great saves, oh, you know. He, he still made a couple of great and the irony about Allison is, and I was saying this to the other folks in the pub, Edison looked shaky too. Mm -hmm. We just need to put some shots on Edison. Edison was shaky. Like, and that's why I'm so proud of proud of uh, Trent when he took that shot. Like, we just needed to challenge the keeper a little bit more. And I think exactly. You know, so uh, right. All right. I'll take yeah. comments and I'll come to you, Asher, um, for your thoughts, uh, for your brief thoughts about the Liverpool game. Um, first comment of the day is from Ayo, um, our resident Man U fan, the one who is always telling us how many points they are away from relegation. Um, thanks for the updates there, Ayo. He says, oh, tight to the three. This is three point connectors. Uh, okay, they, they took three points today and they won't let us rest. These United fans. <laughs> we go to Prince AY. Prince AY, great to have you with us. 
He says, good day, lovely panel of judges. He's asking me if I paid my bills because normally my internet is always acting up. Don't worry, I took precautions today. <laughs> I'm, I'm on the tablet. It's not the internet, it's the computer actually. So you see the computer is the one acting up. So I just said today I'll use tab and we use the computer. So don't worry, no freezing today, no NEPA interruptions. Ayo says it was a cagey game. Both teams seemed too afraid to lose. Yeah, I think City really felt they needed to win because City dropped points against Chelsea the previous week. So, and it was a home game. So it was more on City to try and win. But for Liverpool, we were just like, we'll take the points. <laughs> that will be fine with us. Um, Ogakwame is asking you, DJ Kabiesi. You say you don't, you say you don't look too happy. You say, are you okay, bro? Are you okay, bro? <laughs> we're, we're in striking distance. I'm good. I, I'm <laughs> we are right there. So, yeah, you were up at 4 30 a.m. in the pub. I don't expect yeah. you to look like, <laughs> yeah, you're probably still recovering from that. <laughs> And I was out late yesterday too, so I won't talk too much about that. But I didn't get home. Yeah, we worked two nights in a row. First night, I didn't go to bed. Four thirty is like the worst time. It's like, wow. You stay up all night, or do you go to bed? And once it hit midnight, I was like, you look, I just got to stay up all night. You, you, you guys, basically, US. You guys, it's honestly props to you. Total commitment, waking up at that time to watch your football team. I mean, I'm in Europe. So it, it doesn't even talk that it was early for me. I was like 12, it took it out at 12 take, and I was like, ah man, that's so early. Imagine waking up at 4 30 a.m. All these streets and people don't count, don't include them. New York people, East Coast people, it's just the Pacific people, your LA, your Bay Area people. That's a yeah. whole other level. So wow. you know, that's my little shade. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Rob, we're on the same page, right? Yeah, we're on the same page for sure. Like, oh, so you are right there in the same. Time zone. Where the bay? Yeah. It's weird because, you know, sometimes the Newcastle games happen at 4.30 and you're out till 1, 2, and you're, like, trying to determine, should I go to sleep or wait till the game starts? Um, wow. And then you compromise, leave the TV on, and sleep on the couch. When you hear go, you wake up. So, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Asha, what part of the US are you? Uh, what part of the world are you based in? I, I'm on the East Coast. So, so mm -hmm. you know, at the beginning of the season, when Chelsea had all those early morning games, and then you wake up at seven o'clock and then you watch Cucurella play like he's mad. That was that was just a bad. It, it, the second <laughs> was just bad. Like the whole Saturday was just ruined, and it was like. I stopped watching Chelsea games at 12.30. I'm like 7 o'clock. I'll wake up at 8.39 and see, mm -hmm. is it 1-1? One, one? Okay, I'll watch. Yeah. Is it 1-0? I'm not watching. I'm not ruining my day. I'm not ruining my day. Okay, so, but did you watch the City-Liverpool game? It, though it was a very early kickoff, I mean, over there, did you manage to watch it? Do you have any thoughts, any brief thoughts? I watched... I think I I started watching after Trent scored. Okay. So, and what I was looking at City and everyone, I think the best decision both coaches made was after an international break, don't lose. You can mm -hmm. win or you can draw, but don't lose. Mm -hmm. If you lose, it just throws off your whole rhythm. Mm. So I think that's what was happening. So there was it seemed like both teams were scared to lose and. Everyone was just relying on half chances. And what's up with your boy Nunez, man? What's up? What's Sorry, up? Nunez. What's up with him? 
<laughs> I went there. Me and Asha, we have this we have this debate about our number nine. I was like, Nunes is going to outscore or get more good in moments than Miss Jackson. So that's why he's bringing up Nunes. <laughs> well, he's bringing up Nunes now. But don't worry, we'll count it up at the end of the season. <laughs> I, 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 I really wonder with that Jackson fella if he'll get an opp another opportunity to do the CU celebration. Because he was talking about doing the CU celebration when he when they beat Tottenham. Was it 4 1? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. There's going to be an opportunity to bring another one. And I was like, when is that opportunity? The, the, the <laughs> most underwhelming hat trick in Premier League history. Most underwhelming hat trick. I'm going to, I didn't, I, I watched the highlights for the Chelsea versus, I uh, said the Chelsea, the Man City Liverpool game. So I didn't watch the full game because who wants to wake up to watch, you know, <laughs> Liverpool play? Um, <laughs> But I'm going to say this. I, I think that the, this, I don't think the result was ideal for any of the coaches, for sure, but it wasn't the worst outcome. And mm -hmm. and I think that one of the things that I said to notice was we watched the highlights was after Manchester City got their first uh their first goal, the opportunity by going through Trent Alexander Arnold, which led to the goal. Um, we started to see situations where Salah and Co started to come back to reinforce that side for Trent Alexander-Arnold. Um, and because of that, Trent Alexander-Arnold had the opportunity to go forward as the game proceeded, and mm. the Salah assist led to the goal. So, you know, we are still at the dilemma where people are asking, for all the, um, the effectiveness that Trent Alexander gives you going forward, he also gives you a bad defensive uh, cover um, and he's still a weak spot. And we've been talking about that for two or three seasons now. The question about whether they're going to move into the midfield or not, whether he's a good, is a defender or not a defender. I, I'm, I'm still surprised that we are still having those conversations because, it, it, you know, mm. as much as we, as much as we try to push it, like when Liverpool wins, when they play a good team, um, Everybody knows to use that lane. I mean, how did Newcastle score the one goal um, against you guys? And then we capitulated against a 10-man team. Um, but that was, it was Trent Alexander-Arnold that provided the space. The same thing today. Um, you lose offensive output once you start to cover for the defense. And I still can't believe that they haven't solved that problem. I, I, th I think that it's going to affect your title chances. I don't think it's um, yeah, like, that wasn't it, even really Trent's fault. Like it doesn't Allison like Allison kicked the ball and mm -hmm. he shanked, shanked the ball. And like he completely miskicked. And there were two players there. there the only two. the only player people remember is Trent. There were so Sobos right. die was there. The yeah. guy dribbled past Sobos die and Trent. The thing is it's a lazy it's a, it's a lazy narrative. And I was so angry at Jimmy Carragher yesterday because Carragher yeah. was feeding into this. He was fitting into the narrative. Let me, let, me, let me tell you why. Let me tell you okay. why. Yesterday, you said that Trent issue has not been solved. Actually, Trent is an inverted fullback now. He plays he plays a majority of game in midfield. Yeah, so okay. even the right plan that we're saying, is not usually there in the right plan all the time. We have our uh, centre-back pulling to that side so Trent can go into the midfield. And the reason why he scored the goal was because he was in the central area, in the midfield area. That's why he scored the goal. So the, in answer to your question, that why has that not been fixed? It's already been fixed. It's 
we are in the process of fixing it because for the past eight months, Trent has been has playing it, as a hybrid. Has it been fixed yeah. or are you in the process of fixing it? We are in the process of fixing it because the team is still getting used to this new system. We didn't start playing this until April. We didn't start playing this inverted system until April. So there's still kinks. And we don't have a proper number six. We have McAllister, who is all right, but McAllister is not. That's why we wanted to get Caicedo. That's why we're, we're going head to head with Asha's team for Caicedo because we wanted the proper number six. But we didn't get a proper number six. <laughs> and then we even lost out on Lavia, who we were thinking, okay, we'll use Lavia as our number six. Chelsea took that one from us too. So that's why I mean that the system is being built because we don't have a proper number six. McAllister is trying, but it's not a proper number six. So okay. that's why I mean that it's in process. Now, the trend thing is just a lazy narrative because nothing he did yesterday was ex he was man of the match, and they still spent 30 minutes in Sky Sports talking about Trent's defensive. It was, it, it was, man, it was man of the match because of his offensive. Because of the goal. No, not no, he no, defended no, well no. against Doku. He defended well. Doku, Doku did not no, expose him. Like I that. said, Doku Salah was just dancing. Mosala and Co came to support him too. And that's, that's normal in a normal team. Everybody has uh, look at Rich James. Didn't Rich James get sent off yesterday? Rich James got sent off yesterday. Let's, let's let's talk about Liverpool. <laughs> and I'm just saying that all, 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 said, all right back, all right backs have their weaknesses. Everybody needs support. No right back, no right back goes to face Doku one on one. Let me tell you right now. No right, you need support to come and help you double team Doku. Doku is going to do that to everybody. Doku is going, is going to do that. GPS is high. Which which match was that? <laughs> which GPS match was that? High. Anyway, when Man City no, no, but, but also at the same time, but at the same time, like the way how Liverpool play, we we expose our backline more than anybody else. Yeah, that's exactly my point. That's we, we, my point. It's not French fault. It's not French fault. Yeah, that's not French. That's the way we play. This is system. This system makes us push forward. Well, I, I think the problem you guys have is one, you need money to buy much more faster center backs or right backs or left backs. I'm not saying Van, Virgil van Dyke. Van Dyke is not fast. How old is Van Dyke? Right now? Van Dyke, van Dyke is fast, man. Is, put it safe. Van Dyke is fast. What year did Gonate fast? His acceleration is acceleration is, is low, okay. but his his pace is fast, man. He'll catch up with anybody. It what takes a while, but he'll catch up with you. And that's what the reason why he doesn't do have attack from far. On dribble thing. What year was that? Was that last year? It's this year. Let's not be mistaken. Teams are, Part of the reason why Trent is also exposed is because people are staying away from Van Dyke's side. It's right. true. Yeah. People yeah, are they come from Van Dyke's side. They come to the right side because it's, it's, it's the weaker side. Because Robertson... And uh, Van Dyke's side is stronger. Every team has a weak spot. So every team, when you play against the team, you target the weaker area. So, but and let's not make it a trend discussion anyway. Oh, the fact that you guys are saying it's solved and we're still having this conversation for almost 10 minutes. We've not moved on from it. You guys are trying to find everything. Oh, it's Van Dyke's <laughs> side. It's Trent's side. He's an no, inverted okay. fullback oh, oh, now. Oh, it's oh, not an excuse. We're explaining. Yeah. We're explaining. Ultimately, 1-1 one, one against the, the best team in the world. The, the treble winning, world champion, European champion, best side in the world, one one. I wouldn't, I wouldn't categorize that as a as, as a bad result. I agree market, with you. You know, I so. agree with you. So yeah, congratulations to Liverpool for drawing one one with Manchester City. Um, great result. Thank you, thank you. We, we thank we thank you for 
giving us a sarcastic thank you and we return you are welcome <laughs> to the newcastle, newcastle team that is about to come and about to come and join us in the europa league we'll be happy to have you come and thank us personally in the europa yeah. league you're, you're welcome <laughs> but I, I'm, I'm going to let me take comments Go on. let me take comments because comments are piling up and then we can move to the next um uh the next topic which is newcastle chelsea and so we can let Raji explain to us why they are why they are seated on the throne because I don't know what throne they are sitting on. <laughs> so let me take comment. So um, Prince Y says now we understand why Ogapwambe is always angry, waking up early to watch rubbish, <laughs> obviously, <laughs> but not today. Anyway, United won today, so it wasn't rubbish today. Ogapwambe says, imagine me waking up at four thirty a.m. to watch ten ag crackhead ball. God forbid, imagine. But today was not bad, at least. The reason why I'm happy is they beat everything and everything in the relegation zone. So not that I'm happy, but I'm okay with United winning today. Um Kwame says, thank you, Prezel. Why even with the even though it's uh, it's standard time, 7:30, still mad early. Uh Kwame has a comment for you here, Asha. He says, Sorry, bro, Michael Jackson has a better chance of resurrecting and winning the golden boot than Nicholas does. Mm. Well, I'm not saying anything. I'm just waiting for the end of the season to add up the goal involvement for newness and <laughs> for newness and Jackson. <laughs> That's where I'm going. Um, Priscilla says the sad thing about being in America is the fact that games set the tone for the day, especially the early games. Yeah, I think you guys were saying that like if you start if you watch a game and it goes wrong, it just messes up the rest of your day. Um Ayo says it should be a three-us race. Then one of Liverpool or Arsenal drops off in February, March. Yeah, that's around the time. City, City starts winning like 20 straight games around that time of the year. Um, let's say, he said Ben White pocketed. Okay, pocketed Doku. Say Ben White has no, has no weakness. I said what I said. Uh, every, everybody believes that their right back has no weakness. We see. You say you got a split tire. Well, that's, that's the reality. Explanation, people prefer to buy into a narrative and it's set in stone so they'll believe what they believe even when the evidence is contrary so we'll move on we'll move on to the next topic New newcastle versus chelsea take it away Ogaraji. tell us what to talk about all right before we we talk let's let's talk about the idea of the the throne because it seems like i don't want it to seem like the throne means that we're sitting at the top of the premiership that's not what the throne means oh the okay. throne, the throne means that everybody is so worried about Newcastle that they are willing to create new rules in the middle of the season to affect how Newcastle plays. At the beginning of this week, um, 13 clubs voted to um, to ban um, clubs from getting uh, players from their feeder clubs, right? So, you know, what Manchester City has been doing for years, what Chelsea has been doing for decades, <laughs> where they'll buy a player and they'll send them to the Afida club. And, you know, Manchester City has the um, Manchester City club in America. They have the Manchester City club in, in all over the world, in Dubai, all over the world. And because Newcastle is just, you know, has... Um, has Newcastle has players in Saudi Arabia? The PIF has owns clubs in Saudi Arabia. All of a sudden, the panic was so high that they voted to try to ban something that they've been doing for decades. Chelsea, Arsenal, all of these clubs acting like as if they had never seen this before. 
you know, everybody is so worried about Newcastle. Then the second thing they wanted to do was they wanted to ban a situation where if you only have one bid for um for sponsorship, they would they would you would need to show another company that is willing to match that bid before they can accept it. Because you know the Saudi government can use Saudi Air and sponsor Newcastle at a hundred million a season, and it's not fair market value, right? So they didn't think about all of this when Qatar was signing uh, with Manchester City. They didn't think about all of these scenarios. But when Manchester, when Newcastle joins and disrupts the top six, all of a sudden they now start to think of all these rules. They want to block Newcastle. I dispute January. that. You I can dispute that. anything you want. It's the truth. You it's not the truth. It's not the truth. They've been looking at third party ownerships. They've been looking at third party ownership for, for the last few years. For not, the last few years. But why did they need yes. to vote for it this this December? This this this, this, this December. December. They knew that Newcastle was suffering with injuries. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm not it's not conspiracy because the news reports this is how they um this is how they also reported it all through the time when the vote was blocked. They said Newcastle has been blocked from when it blocked. to when they were discussing it on Sky Sports, they were saying it's it's a, it's incredible, incredibly unfair that Newcastle can loan up to five players from Saudi Arabia. Meanwhile, it's all the clubs that are doing it, but the narrative is on Newcastle. So I want to keep. Who are all the clubs that are doing it? Who are all the clubs that are doing that are loaning yeah. players from Saudi Arabia? It's because Saudi Arabia is just a growing league now, and all the <laughs> that's the thing now. So that's the thing. So it, when it becomes, so they're not all the clubs. So well, it's, not the club. it's not principle, right? Um, and then Arsenal comes and talks about the integrity of the league. Arsenal <laughs> voted voted for Super League. So you know, I want us to be clear on the hypocrisy, hypocrisy of this of this situation. All right, let's just be clear on the hypocrisy. Newcastle so, Chelsea, please. We don't want conspiracy theories here. Please give us Newcastle Chelsea analysis. The, the, the Newcastle Chelsea game was easy peasy, man. I don't, I don't, I don't understand what. I think what everybody was confused about was the fact that Chelsea seemed to be playing well, but in the underbelly of it, they are still a very weak team, despite the fact that they have a billion dollars on the bench, a billion dollars on the on the on the field. A seventeen-year-old was destroying Enzo Fernandez left and seventeen. This is his first Premier League start. Couldn't they couldn't stop this young boy? All of them just scampering around, trying to figure it. And Rich James, with his mumu head, I was going to give him donkey of the day. You know, <laughs> that guy is the captain of Chelsea. Of Chelsea, that's your captain. First of all, he kicked the ball away, and then he now tackled the other guy by pulling his shirt. Like who doesn't know what the hell is going on? Compare that to the Newcastle captain Lascelles. His mistake led to a goal. What does he do? He scores a goal. To compensate, appease the fans, make everybody feel good. But Chelsea, so much it was so bad that their coach was crying. Well, it wasn't crying, he was whining. They were very, 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 very poor. I really don't feel like there's much to talk about. I really didn't think that we were going to lose against Chelsea, but I think I was tired of talking to Manchester United fans. Um, yeah, so the Manchester United fans that are ahead of Newcastle on the table, sixth ahead of seventh. Uh, I, I can understand why you're not talking to them. <laughs> I can understand. Raji, 
we played you guys in the preseason. Did you did you watch that preseason? Did I? Yeah, I watched that preseason. I guess who scored? That. Jackson it, scored. Jackson How many scored. goals has this scored since? <laughs> so here's the thing, right? You think preseason is real? Oh no, no. Listen, 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 listen. Okay. So before the international break, we were going on a roll. We were like mm. a baby getting and starting to learn how to work. With your billion dollar players. We were. I mean, out out of our twenty what twenty six squad, mm -hmm. I think only six players are above twenty eight. Okay. Everyone else is up twenty four and above, twenty five and twenty four and above and below. Okay. You have a lot more experience. So when Poch was not on the touchline and we had international break, I just wanted us to draw so that they can get back in the groove of getting back and playing together. Mm. You know, Enzo came back on um, from South America on what? Wednesday? Okay. He's 20, what, 22, 21? Mm-hmm. Um, who else is on the bench? Jolinton just came back too. Just, just so we're sure. How old is Jolinton? 23. He's what? 23. Okay. Experience can make you look younger. Wait, 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 wait. Are you trying to tell me that Chelsea didn't have experience in that game? Thiago Silva. What are you talking about, Thiago? That 43-year-old uh -huh. man. Okay. <laughs> Who else? Um, <laughs> Sterling. <laughs> Sterling. Who else? 28. Uh, 29. Yeah. You are telling me, so you think I'm keeping track of Who Chelsea else? players? Who players out of 11. So who else? Okay, you you name all our players too. Tell us our ages too. I don't understand what the ages. I don't buy this age argument because Arsenal have, have a young team. Arsenal yeah, have a young team. They come up the league. Listen, listen, listen. Yeah, you have a young team, but you also have okay. players who have played in the league for more than one season. Okay, Isaac, yeah, that's a good point. That's a good Isaac, point. Isaac is Isaac is twenty four. Yeah, but you're not relying on Isaac every game. I mean, he was the one that scored the first goal. Yeah, Cucurella is. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Kukurela is not young. Kukurela is 26, 27, no? No, he's younger than yes. that. No. No. Kukurela is not that young. I'll check it now. Kukurela is, Kukurela is 25. 25? It's not that young. 25 is not that young. Come on. He's not that young, but he's... And he has played in England for four years. How many years? No, I'm not buying this age I'm not buying. I'm not buying. You guys have only named three players out of the starting eleven. So you want to tell me you are playing teenagers? Were you playing teenagers against Newcastle? No, no. Is that what you're saying? Newcastle have a more experienced team who have played together for at least... Livramento is 21 years old. Livramento came from us. I know Livramento. Yeah, he's 21. I know, but that's... What I'm saying is, our team is so inexperienced because we have oh, a midfield. midfield is new. How many how many seasons has your midfield played together? The, the funny thing is, I didn't hear about this inexperience argument when you were beating when you were beating sports four one when you were drawing with when you were drawing with Arsenal when you were drawing four four with Titi. I didn't hear about inexperience then. 
let me explain. Okay, our team has talent, but when you're playing against a when your coach is on the sideline and you don't have experience, our coach was in the stands, and our team is new. So when they got to the when did you guys score the second goal? Anthony Godin is 22. Just so we're clear. No, no, listen, hold on. What time do you guys because go? Because you're using goal? age all of a sudden. No, I'm, I'm using the age for a reason. Because I don't, we, I, I don't buy it. I don't buy last, the reason. You, when Arsenal were 10th, no, everyone said the Arsenal was young, right? Mm -hmm. So why can't we get that young excuse? Because you have spent a billion pounds. <laughs> you spent a billion <laughs> pounds in <laughs> <every> one year. <laughs> <laughs> Arsenal was 10th and was Arsenal 14th and 10th, right? Mm hmm. How old was Saka then? Yeah, but what was the point? Four years old, but what's your point? But my point <laughs> that's is the point. You, you, have the you have a young team that's inexperienced. So they have games where they play to their talent against Man City, against Tottenham, against the big teams. And then they play the middle, they play the other teams who have played there and they know how to play and they just lose their minds. Isn't that the coach's job to make sure where they know the how coach? to play? Was the coach? The coach was sitting in the stand. Okay, so how can he tell the how can he talk to the player? Technology, phone, phone, iPad. This guy. Are you, trying to tell me, are you trying to tell me that the the assistant coach is so incompetent that he can't he can't see with his own eyes what was going on? on the they have phone. They communicate. They communicate. What do you mean? Assistant Look, coach is not the coach. Age is not the is not the reason why you lost. Right? I'm not saying age is the reason why we you, lost. You guys, you the, the coach chose the players that were going to play on that pitch today, uh -huh. right? Uh -huh. Caicedo didn't play. Uh -huh. Whoa, how much is Caicedo? He, he came, he came back on Thursday night. Uh, the Newcastle players came back late too now. Oh, we please. have a player from yeah. Paraguay. How, how, how we have Miguel out the run. No, uh, how many international players do you guys have in your starting 11? Almost, almost all of our players are international players, man. My guy. <laughs> okay, let me take comments. Let me take comments. So, Let's fight it. Let's fight it. Up. You are arguing that you are arguing that the Newcastle team is more internationally is more experienced. Also, internationally poor with their experience. and the coach and the coach was not on the touch line and the coach was not on the touch line. Let me take right. comments. Other family says thank you, Raji. Miley Cyrus, please, who is Miley Cyrus? Who is, who is he talking about, Miley Cyrus? Who is Miley Cyrus? Is this Anthony Gordon is calling Miley Cyrus? No, he's talking about um, a... A Louis <laughs> Miley, the 17-year-old boy. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's the one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's somebody as a teenager. He's a teenager. <laughs> he started their own business. He, has, he just grew his teeth. And oh, he was please. destroying everybody <laughs> in Chelsea. We'll play you guys against in the cup. We'll see. Okay, okay, okay. Says, I don't like this happiness on Raji's face. Yeah, lucky you guys played FC Robin Hood. Chelsea have taken over as FC Robin Hood. That was Liverpool a few years ago. Like, we beat, beat the big teams and start losing to the to the small teams. Um, please, let's please let's let Raji be happy. Let Raji be happy. We'll beat everybody from London. Don't worry, <laughs> let them be happy. Agakwami says, I don't want Asha representing me at a trial. That's all I'm saying. Hey. <laughs> Asha, you have, not, you have not represented yourself well today. Come on, okay. bro. Okay. <laughs> I will learn to hug instead. Prince Dewey says, I beg, this Chelsea fan is capping. After spending one billion, expect yes. us. We expect you to be going invisible every season. That's not possible. <laughs> if you buy expensive players who are all professionals, yes. 
All of them are professionals, man. What the hell are you talking about? Okay, compare spending to city spending. Who who's buying? City, um, didn't you hear? You were competing with Liverpool for Caicedo, you were competing with Liverpool for uh Levia. Uh-huh. Why didn't they all play? Love is injured. Caicedo okay. literally came back for like go and listen to the, the bro, bro. Okay. No, okay, let me ask you a question. Uh, let's okay, about apart from trolling. Okay, so what are the problems you see in the uh, apart from age? I know you're saying okay that some of them are new experience in the league, which is true. Some of them are playing in England for the first time. Okay, so for example, Nkuku is coming back. I hear Nkuku is training now. Mm-hmm. Nkuku is training and he's going to play in the forward draw. So like, apart from trolling now, do you think Unkuku should be playing behind Jackson or Unkuku should just play as the point man for you? What what's this what's the way forward? Because Chelsea, you guys have won five games in 25 league games, only five. You've lost yeah, and drawn 20. The Potter era, the Potter and the Lampard era. So I'll, no, the last 25 games. I'm not I'm talking about 25 games. It's still 25 games, whether it's Lampard or Poch era. It's still 25. That's a bad <laughs> run of games. You you move the goalposts. Okay, fine. I'll give you that. We well, it's not goalposts. I'm just saying the record has not been great. So what do you think is the way forward? Because at least the record has to improve. So is it Unkuku playing behind Jackson or instead of Jackson? I think the way the way we I think the way we played in preseason was the setup was Jackson in Kuku, and then I can't remember. We had Modric on the left, and then um, in preseason he put um, this guy. Uh, this kid, he was like a 17 year old kid. I can't remember his name because Madrico no. was Madrico was injured in preseason, but the midfield okay. was Enzo Casado. Um, the back four was Thiago, Badesil, Rich uh, James, and Ben Chua. Okay, Chua was one of our Chua was one of our most experienced players. He's been out for like the whole season. Yeah, it was out a lot last season. So I think he has injury, he's injury prone, I think. Yeah. Exactly. So I'd set back four of Rich James, Silver, Badishil, and Chowell has been injured for like they've only played like one game together, I think. I don't even think they played any game together. Okay. Let's I think this, this is not even a valid argument because Newcastle had three goalkeepers. Please. <laughs> My guy, my guy, listen. You're talking about three goalkeepers in three goalkeepers in the back. They had Uh a two retirees who are collecting pensions from experience, right? Yeah, but they are retirees. Okay, 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 go on. Wait, so why are you spending all this money on players with no experience? Because that is their vision. Their vision is that in two years or three years, they're going to be better. So our vision is to continue seeing Chelsea lower down in the league until you get. Like <laughs> <laughs> that don't make no sense. You a billion dollars, you want to complain. What I am visualizing is I'm seeing Chelsea low down. I, I, I like that vision, man. I mean, that's Marjorie, so, I gotta call you out too. You made a comment at the very beginning, man. That was, I did. You yeah, you said that uh, all the other leagues are doing the same thing. You know, everyone's coming down on us because we want to. You know, bring in players from our other league. I've never yeah. seen another team in the Saudi league. You guys own the top four teams in the Saudi league. Okay. You own the top four teams. That's like saying I own uh, Juventus, AC Milan, Inter Milan, and Napoli. And I want to be able Just, to pull another so, player. So oh, because the principle, is, the principle is the principle. Okay. No. <laughs> Let's be clear. The, the principle, principle is, is that if you own... 
clubs <laughs> in America and you are buying horrible old players in your club but you can't bring to your main club is one uh-huh. thing. But the principle uh-huh. is the same. You have feeder clubs in, in Netherlands, in America, and you are distributing players from one league to the other. And then emphasis on the keyword feeder clubs, not feeder yes. league. Not feeder okay. league. You have a whole league that's feeding into your team. You know the funny thing? I'm going to be 100% sure that Newcastle is not going to buy anybody from Saudi Arabia. You, 100% you sure. You need you so, money now. We don't have the money. You should we do. don't. <laughs> Have you, seen, have, you seen, have you seen what they're doing to Everton? Yes, but you still have the money. No. They broke the rules. Newcastle, Newcastle won't break the rules. You didn't break we the rules. Have, we don't have the money because we don't have the spending cap. So Newcastle has a low base of spending, so they can't spend beyond a certain amount. How much Right. So what's I mean, wrong this... with getting players at a discount? Hey, let's go to Saudi Arabia. This club will pay... No, the, I don't think, I don't think you have to understand that Saudi Arabia is not doing it for it's not doing it for their own benefit. They are doing it because they want mm-hmm. to build the league there. So they're not going to buy they're not gonna, they're not going to buy expensive players that they want people to come and watch only to give it to Newcastle because Newcastle those are two separate things. They are supporting Newcastle as one mm-hmm. thing, and the Saudi Arabian League is getting bigger because they want to host the World Cup in 2036, and obviously they've won it now. So it's a situation for them where they are trying to build their infrastructure for sports and also maintain their relevance in the sporting zone. They don't do that if every time they buy a remarkable player, they send it to Newcastle. It's not the same thing. I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. But if you can... Um, people are scared of the potential. Yeah, but I, I think I think Newcastle can spend money. I actually, but not excessively, because with FFP, you're allowed to make losses of 105 pounds for five million pounds over three years. And one good thing about Mike Ashley, Mike Ashley was a bad owner, but one good thing was your finances were in good shape before he left. I mean, the question is not whether our finances were in good shape or not. I mean, whether you're not in debt. You are not in so, major debt. But our infrastructure was crumbling. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah. People were people were training in hot baths outside. They put ice yeah. buckets. All but Raji, you know, you know the good thing about FFP, those yeah. infrastructure that you're saying, if your owners put money towards infrastructure, FFP don't count that. Yes. Yeah, yeah they don't count that. So, I, so that's what I mean. I don't, I'm just trying to say that you can, you can spend money. That's the thing. Yeah. You can spend money if you that's want. Fair. But the thing is, for you to um to attract players of a certain caliber, you have to have the infrastructure there. True. To say, true, yeah. true. So yeah. Newcastle yeah. have not been able to attract players because they come and they see the infrastructure, which is one of the things. Ah, that you know, ah, right, right, right. ah, that's that's what we first Do you see? Did you? Okay, Raji, I'll hold you there. Right. I'll hold you there. <laughs> No, 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 no. There's some infrastructure you can ignore. Why you see five hundred thousand pounds per week? There's nobody. There's nobody. Nobody at Newcastle who is earning more than two hundred thousand a week. Nobody at Newcastle. Hey, but I'll say this, Raji. Like your team. Like I have no, I have no beef or issue with Newcastle. Like your owners are going to do the right thing. You're going to fix up a lot in your town. But going back to the point earlier. I think it's wise to make sure that you're eliminating any potentials for foul play in the future, whether it's Newcastle 
or whether some other club gets bought out by somebody else, the integrity of the game should be respected and put I, in. I totally agree. Yeah. I totally agree. I have no beef. With okay. You. I'll I'll think about I'll it. Before before we just end this, I want to say number one, I agree with you, and mm. number two, if there's anything that the Newcastle people have been doing, is just trying to make sure they don't um outspend FFP for yeah whatever reason. I mean, if you watch the documentary they had when they were trying to buy Anthony Godin, they haggled over four five million pounds. They wanted fifty. Mm-hmm. They said they will give you forty with five million in add-ons. And they yeah. agreed for that for almost 20 days before Everton mm-hmm. agreed. So this is one of those scenarios where they are doing a good job of maintaining within the FFP. All right. I'm it, it, and, and that's, that's why um, Manchester United are in that situation. That, that's the thing. Eventually, FFP is making people comply. Because even Manchester United, they've, they that's why they're not spending crazy in the summer and also in January. Because they're almost at the point of violating FFP. They even got fined. For breaking one of the smaller charges, I think they got fined a much very little amount. But I mean, generally, FFP is keeping everybody in line. Nobody's just spending stupidly, except Chelsea. We don't know how Chelsea yeah, are doing there, yeah. and then we don't know how Chelsea did there. We got everyone forgets that Chelsea couldn't sign players for half a season. Yeah, yeah, it's true, it's true, it's true. Everyone Chelsea, forgets that. the way how Chelsea's doing is actually really smart. Like the question is, is it going to work? But like that, yeah, you know, the whole over eight years, dividing payments. These are it's not really a billion dollars that's been spent this offseason. If I if my mistake if I'm not mistaken, I think it counts as like a hundred. Yeah, they are amortized, amortized over a long period. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they're also like, you know, selling players too, like um yeah, Paul Palmer, like how much he goes five like million. You know, that cuts that bill in half. For that year and then i'm sure you're going to sell colwell and then any other like academy type players so i can't yeah chelsea yet in terms of violation i, I was just trolling i was just trolling i know yeah. how chelsea did it and they're not breaking any rules chelsea yeah. are not breaking any rules i mean currently they might have broken rules under abramovich oh, but, sure. currently, <laughs> but not now not now okay let me take comments and just start wrapping up as we talk about the final topic uh, Prince why is saying even City didn't spend one billion in one calendar year. Okay, it's just yeah. talking about Chelsea. Oh, and then Facebook user, please give us your name if you are on Facebook so we can know who is um, making the comment. Says Chelsea has spent more than City, no excuses. Yeah, yeah I know it, it comes back to that money. Uh, well, no, well, Chelsea has spent more than City recently. I don't think that's true overall. Recently, yeah, not not overall. I mean, City have spent billions, you know. Um, let's let's just move to the next topic and start rounding up. Um, so we're talking about the league title race. Like, um, do we have a proper three, four horse race? Because looking at the table tonight, well, tonight over here, we have um, um, Arsenal, Liverpool. We have Arsenal, City, Liverpool, Villa. You know, Spurs all separated by four points. I think that's the top five separated by four points. And yeah, that's looking interesting. But do we think it will stay that way? Do we think, oh, there'll be like three teams in this all the way to the end? Or do we think it's just be two teams by the time we get to March or April? I'll start with you, Asher. What, what's your opinion on the title race? So I think the only way teams can challenge City is they have to give up one of the big competitions. You can't challenge City and go in the Champions League. You can't challenge mm-hmm. City and go in the FA Cup. 
Or you, at West, you can't challenge City and go for FA Cup and Champions League. So Arsenal have to decide which one they want the most. Do they want to be a trophy or do they want the league? Because they don't have a good enough bench to challenge City after playing Champions League. After playing, a, say if they if they get Bayern in quarterfinals on a Wednesday, and then they have to go to um, who? They have to go to say Brentford. Are you gonna play your starters against Brentford, or are you gonna rest them for Bayern? And can you rely on Havertz to score two goals? Against Brentford every every weekend, or against a Brentford or Wolves kind of team. So, and then I guess the question for Liverpool is the same question: Who, which competition can you guys afford to not win? I so, think Liverpool is in a better. I think Liverpool is in a better position than you know Arsenal from that perspective. I, I think, think so. that I think Liverpool can compete in multiple competitions. They have depth. In their bench, they have Graven Birch, they have Shabu's Light, they have good players that they can still call on. And you know, I think that they're in a better position than let's say Arsenal, whose bench is a little bit weaker. Um, so in a scenario like this, I also think that Manchester City is suffering the treble disease. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I think typically in a scenario like this, after winning, I think Champions League was what they wanted the most. And every single season, they came up with the like the strength to go. We have to win the Champions League. Now they've won the Champions League, and they're in a bit of a slump. They need to find something that drives them again, that motivates them. And until they do so, I think that they are vulnerable. Um, you know, we'll see. It doesn't mean they're not going to win the season. Um, this is not a this is not a like a um, writing it off. But we are seeing like weaknesses in their in their armor, where they're making small mistakes. That are leading to goals. They're not covering their lines. People are making use of their half spaces. The Chelsea game specifically is an mm -hmm. example of where they didn't cover their lines. Every single time they felt like they had gone, they had done everything they needed to do, they were exposed a little. I think that we are seeing a little bit of that. It doesn't mean they're not going to win it, but I think that this is definitely a three horse race. And I think it's between Manchester United. I'm joking. I'm sorry. That was a joke. Um, <laughs> Manchester City, <laughs> Arsenal, and Liverpool, and I think that this is a really good chance for Liverpool to top it, as long as Gerard doesn't slip. Who knows? <laughs> Thankfully, we don't have Gerard in our team again. Okay, Bola, um, DJ Kabiyesi, what's your thought on the title race? Oh, definitely uh, Arsenal, City, uh, Liverpool were up there. Um, Aston Villa is sneakily up there, man. Um, I yeah, they need to be talked about. And saying, and Tottenham, that was a bad loss today, but you know, Aston Villa are there. You know, I, I'm not saying that they're going to win, um, but Unai Emery, he's a good coach, man, and uh, he's keeping the discussion going. So, I think, I think for now, we're definitely in the five five team race. I think closer towards the end of the season, come March, um, April, we'll probably reduce down to three. Um, but for now, each of these teams are viable. Hmm. Um, Prince A.Y. says one thing he has noticed this season is teams have started to find ways to take points off City. Um, I don't know, it's, it's going in and out on our Chelsea fan here. 
Sorry, Asha. It's not usually like this. I don't know why guys are mean to you today, but we're usually nice and friendly. Sorry. <laughs> but he says he <laughs> says you should worry about losing first before worrying about Arsenal. Think T for tank. <laughs> um Henry, Henry, thank you for joining us. Henry says, wait a minute. You finally give us a chance. Um, say good good evening, Andy. Okay, I think it's talking about Villa. Um, I'll just quickly give my talk before we go to Kudos and Donkey. Yeah, it's true. I think I, I think we should not over I don't want to get too excited about City dropping points. I had a look at their record the last five seasons or so. Yeah, usually they're around this stage with the number of points they have. So it's usually around 29 points, 32 points, around 28 points at this stage of the season. So they're not doing worse off than they're doing. I take right this point that I think they might suffer the treble blues later in the season. I take that point because after a while, some of those players start losing motivation. But the thing is, Pep, it drives them so hard. Mm -hmm. So even if maybe a couple of them lose motivation, it will drive the other guys so hard to keep being motivated. So it's true. That regarding, I want to ask you a question real quick about that. Yeah. One of the things mm -hmm. that Rodri said after they won the treble last year was that Pep driving them so hard was putting them at the brink. And that mm. he felt like sometimes they, he overdoes it. He, me yeah, he, mentioned this in a, he mentioned this in an interview that he felt like, you know, we've won this stuff now. Um, hopefully, Pep doesn't drive us as hard as before. <laughs> do, do you, I mean, no, I, don't know, I, 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 I don't remember where I saw the quote, but I, I know that he said he was talking about how much work it took for them to get to that point and you know it felt no like... it's clear it's clear you can see kevin de brenner um, i think there was a match where pep was telling him to cover somebody and the brenner was telling pep shut up shut up and after the match pep said i like that because i push him hard so even kevin de brenner who's their star player gets pushed hard so it's not just Roderick. um i just think city yeah it's true they might probably drop maybe intensity might drop maybe two percent three percent compared to before but I think they'll stay there. They'll be there to the end. I don't see them. When Liverpool won the league, it's like we managed to just win 26 games out of 27. And the gap was so much, City just gave up. I don't see that happening this season. City will be there all the way to the end. But for me, Arsenal are the big, biggest worry. Because I started seeing shades of a championship winning team in Arsenal. Like the game yesterday, I watched that game from beginning mm -hmm. to end. And those are the type of games. Normal Arsenal will drop points in those type of games against Brentford. But they found a way. They found a way. They got the three points. And this season, they're sneaking this, this kind of wins. This I recognize it from when Liverpool started looking like cha challengers. You start sneaking these 1-0 wins, these 2-1 wins, 1-0, 2-1, racking up the points. People are saying Arsenal are not attacking the way they used to attack. Yeah, that's how you win league titles. You don't go out and... You are not like... Even Man City, when Man City are winning league titles, they have a lot of 1-0 wins. They have a lot of narrow margin wins. People just think they blow teams away 5 0 everything. No. Go, look at their record. Man City don't go every week beating five, everybody 5-0. Five they, they sneak in all these slim wins. And Arsenal has started building that habit. So I think in, in answer to the question, I think it will be Arsenal, Liverpool City to the end. Oh. And I think Arsenal, I think Arsenal checked. Yeah, sorry? Yeah? That, that, that's why I say that Arsenal is going to have to sacrifice their competition. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. They, they yeah, have to sacrifice one. Yeah. Because what does Chelsea have to do, though? Come on. I'll the grub. Don't worry. I'll give you two years. Two, two years, we'll come back to this conversation. If okay. After two years, 
Enzo is not one of the best sixes in the mid in the Premier League. In like two I years, said, in two years, you'll be a Newcastle fan. Don't worry. Oh, oh wow! Here's <laughs> a bit. In two years, I don't mm-hmm. think you guys are still going to be the top six. In three years, oh. you think, that, you think no, that we would have, would have, we would have said the Super League? <laughs> <laughs> no, but wait, you guys are meeting in the League Cup this season. Yeah, are you meeting? Yeah. meeting yes. So, I, I would, I would like to have you guys years. back on. Exactly. Yeah. I like to have we'll, you guys back with that. Don't, don't, we'll, we'll, we'll have a 17-year-old goalkeeper in our midfield and we'll still win oh, forward. No, ah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll take comments before we go to Kudos and Donkey because we're just about to wrap up. Um, Henry says, but for real, after I'm learning how to win ugly, yeah, that's what I was saying. That I, I started saying it. I started saying it. And it's worrying for me because I don't want them to break that drought. But I they're getting closer. They're starting to win those games. I think normally they will drop points. But yeah, that's now they're going to be there to the end. So it says that's, that's the next level. Yeah, yeah. That that match yesterday, normal Arsenal, they probably would have even lost it. But yeah. they won it. So that's that Arsenal for you. Dio says he thinks it will be a three us way three way race. City have lost many key players and motivation is not as high, yeah. That's true. They're considering late goals versus Arsenal, Chelsea, Spurs, Liverpool. It was a late goal, 88 minutes. Yeah, so um, we go to Prince AY. He says, so we're talking about title race and you're mentioning FC, FCI line. <laughs> is it Spurs? I think it's Spurs he's talking about. Yeah. Topic. I think that Spurs is FCI line, I think. Please clarify, Prince AY, clarify who, which club you mean by FCI line. We're not too sure. Um. Henry says City will be fine, bro. Remember, they have achieved this thing that they're best player. That's true. De Bruyne has not played. Maybe he's played only two games this season. Yeah. He said they'll pick just at the right time. That's what he says. Um, Henry says Chelsea and a rebuild. It's true. We, we are, we're truly Chelsea, but we know they're rebuilt. But it's just that. But, but for that amount you guys have spent, you should not be this bad. You should not be this bad. Come on. I look at the table now. They are tense. Come on. Come on. You should not be this bad. We know you're rebuilding, but come on. Can't can't be that. They're last season, sure. It's a it's a it's a. They were relegation. They were relegation candidates last season. Newcastle going to be two years from now. You're going to have to buy a whole bunch of new players. I'm telling you, two years. Everybody, every everybody buys new players. That's not an argument. Yo, I'm telling you, you're going to buy a lot of new young players. Oh, we're not going to follow the Chelsea blueprint. Don't worry. Okay, I yes, and seven, seventeen yields. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, this Newcastle yeah. fan is on fire, I'm, man! I'm joking, <laughs> I'm joking with you. I'm joking with you, man. We'll come back next week. It's just, it's just yeah. banter. It's just banter. <laughs> of course, we appreciate it. We appreciate oh. it. Ah, come on, that's what we have for banter, and it's been good natured. And I really appreciate you guys. Uh, we've kept it. We've kept it lively. So we will just round up now with the kudos and donkey. I'll start with you, DJ KBAC. You can give me your kudos for the week. Who, who, who or what <laughs> or which? Just, just kudos or kudos and donkey? Kudos and donkey, yeah. We can do both together. So, we'll right. so my donkey goes to Everton. Um, how do you <laughs> how do you lose points in your day off? Like, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> but, but connected to that, and this is weird. This is really weird. Um, my kudos go to FSG. Mm. And I've never given FSG any praise for anything, but I like the fact that they're putting pressure on the league to uh, make a decision regarding Manchester City. That's going to mm-hmm. impact 
everybody, right? And then also, you know, for once, I actually appreciate them being tight bossed. <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> I'll be I'll be shocked if we're in any type of uh, financial issues um, because uh-huh. of their naked nature. So you know, I have to give them their props just for one time. <laughs> okay, donkey. Oh, Everton. Yeah, you mentioned Everton. Sorry, sorry. Okay, we we'll go to you. Um, our king in the north, donkey, and kudos of the kudos of the week. My kudos of the week goes to our father, who art in heaven. I'm, I'm joking. <laughs> goes to Eddie Howe. Um, Newcastle has been suffering an incredible injury route. Like I was saying, against Chelsea, we had three goalkeepers on the bench, two left backs, and you know we've been ravaged by injuries. The fact that we're able to maintain any momentum whatsoever, because I remember, you know, I followed the Newcastle board. Nobody expected us to beat Chelsea, uh, but Chelsea expected to lose, and they did. So good luck. Um, I don't think that we're going to get anything from the, from the Paris game. So I think that I'm fine with our escapades in the Champions League. In fact, I don't even want us to be third. I want us to be fourth. Ah no, we want to we want to meet you yeah. in Europa. Reunion, reunion. Now in union, reunion. We don't want to, we don't want to be third. Um, <laughs> so let's see what happens. If we win on Tuesday, it will be interesting because that whole group, anybody can still qualify. Yeah, if, true, true. If AC Milan wins their next two games, they could pip um PSG and Newcastle. Dortmund mm. could lose their next two games and they could come third. This that whole group, when they were talking it's about open. it being a the most difficult group, I I think that I underestimated it. It's very difficult. Yeah. To get mm-hmm. yeah. Um. So we'll see how it plays out. Irrespective, I think I'm proud of my boys. Donkey of the week goes to Reese James, captain <laughs> of Chelsea. They need him next week. They need him next week, and he decided to number one, kick the ball like a child. He wasn't even the youngest person on the field. Louis Miley was the youngest person on the field and Louis Miley didn't kick any ball. And then he made a mistake and pulled the player down and he got a red card. And in the game, you need him to be the captain. He decided that he was going on vacation. So Rich James is my donkey of the week. Okay, over to you, Asha. Kudos and donkey of the week. A donkey goes to Cucurella and Rich James because uh, see we agree. We agree. No, I, I agree <laughs> that because I didn't I watched the game and at least for three of those goals, one of them was a four for either at least one of them. It was it was bad. It was just a bad game. And <clears throat> like even if you go watch the last goal, Cucurella is playing midfield. You're right back. What are you doing in the midfield? But those are my donkeys. My kudos of the week goes to Eric Ten Hagen. And um, <laughs> what's his name? Aston Villa. Because no matter yeah. what Kwame says, he Ten Hagen is here to stay. No matter what, <laughs> he's here to stay. He's here to stay until the end of the season. Uh, so, but yeah. And they're only six points off the top of the league. You know, they can still win the league, can they? My United. Yeah. Exactly. Why not? Exactly. exactly. Okay, yeah. my kudos of the week. So I, my, my kudos is um in agreement with you, Asha. Right? Well, it was in my mind already. Um, Mr. Good evening, Mr. 
Mr. Europa League title four, four, four in a row. How many did they win in a row? United Emery. I mean, the guy, I think he has been so disrespected. I think he has been, like, even for me, and I look at what I did, I just said, could, be, could he be in and all of that? But he's, a, he's a serious manager. He's a very good coach. And today, I saw something from him when I was watching that match. When they equalized, I saw passion. That You know, it's mild man. It's like this gentle, polite guy. But when they scored, if you go and see his celebration, the guy was going crazy. It was, it was like he was about to break something when they equalized. I was like, man, this guy... This guy, he has passion. It's just that maybe he hides it, you know. And he's a good manager. There are only two points off the top of the league. And this Aston Villa. They, they are missing Tyron Minks, who is their captain, who is their best defender, central defender. They have a couple of other people injured. They have a left back that they are. Moreno, I think, is also injured. They, they also have injuries. And they are playing, not Europa, playing the conference league. So, and they are, they are just two points off the top. So, kudos to him. Kudos to Aston Villa and Unai Emery. Donkey of the week. Um, Mr. Ange Pasta, <laughs> Pasta, no clue, <laughs> like Prince I said. Man, what's happening with Spurs? Everybody had this guy like second coming of um Pep Guardiola plus Klopp plus Ancelotti. Everybody had this and uh, Ange Postolo as the manager, three three managers of the month in a row. Mm -hmm. And where are they now? They're they're fifth, top out of the top four. And I, I it's not just him, I know they're suffering from injuries. But I mean, when you, when you're touched by Spurs, there's no way you're going to be Spursy. He has we been touched by Spurs. Them. We broke them. <laughs> you broke them. It's Spurs. The history of the Tottenham. <laughs> but the thing about it is, we kind of called that. We said it was going to happen, right? We said it was going to happen that they were going to have this problem. That is not mm. that you know that they were getting high on the initial like bouts of getting a new manager in. But you mm. know, and I think when the Aston Villa fan was here, uh, Lindsay, she talked about yeah. this too, and so yeah, it's true. It, yeah, so you know, we'll see how it happens. They're down to fifth, so I'll just take the final few comments and then we can round up. Um, Priscilla, while I was talking, well, okay, he is clarifying that FC FCI line is first, so that's why he said, Yeah, the money and pasta, no clue. Henry says, um. They try to buy their way out of a rebuild. That's the problem. I think it's referring to Chelsea. Facebook user also just referring to Chelsea that the Chelsea's Chelsea's rebuild is a scam. They have the most expensive defenders in the world. It's true. They have the most expensive defenders in the Mon world. Money laundering. Money laundering. <laughs> <laughs> Man, Bola, we were about to buy Casido for 110 million pounds or whatever. Imagine. Money saved. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, you come back. You come back. Money said. Okay. <laughs> kudos, uh, Prince. I said kudos. Newcastle as a whole. Yeah. Donkeys and Costa no blue. Same, same for me. Playing 100 miles per hour football is not sustainable. And adding Ireland on top of that. Nah, and his team is struggling. Reese <laughs> James is a remote worker. <laughs> on that note, <laughs> on that note, we'll round up for today. Thank you so much, guys. I it's been a fantastic one. Thanks for hanging out with us once again. Thank you um, for all the people who commented, all the people who viewed us today. And please don't forget to like, share, subscribe. And uh, once again, I'll just take I'll take time to give the social media handles. It's YouTube at Footy Fantasy, Twitter at Footy AD Fantasy, Instagram at Foot at Fantasy Footy, and then Facebook. You can find us there. Also, we're on fantasyfooty.com. Thank you very much, everyone. Hope you enjoy the rest of your week. And we'll talk Thank to you, you again much. soon.
It was nice chatting with everyone. Yes. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye.